0: Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready.
1: I'm excited. We have an apparel sponsor. Harry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through, messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other Jiu-Jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's like all like greys and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, do you suffer from jujitsu problems? A lot of us do. And as a result, we need to solve them. And both Joey and I, we've, we've had our problems. And we thought we, we'd unpack these problems here and You've and had there. your fucking problems. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Name right the, now. the guy sitting across from me. Oh, you got a problem, mate? So, one of the biggest problems I have found recently, these are people coming to me saying, yo, I've got these problems. And um, solves them for me is choosing what to learn there's a lot of information out there and it's hard to know what's the right thing to do my instructor's saying this gordon ryan says that and reddit says this you guys say this what, what do i do so i want to start at the start which was my problem when i was a white belt was scarcity of information we had like gracie magazine you know <laughs> <Yeah>. it was <laughs> it was some bullshit. like. I would ask an older belt, like, yo, what's, how do you do this thing? And they're like, Oh, we don't do that. Times were simple back then. They were. It was a different time, man. In my hometown, we had this kid named Johnny. <laughs> and he used to be in bola. We didn't call it that. We called it the pig roll. Uh, <laughs> I think for me it was I didn't know what to do. And I, I wanted to know how to get better at jujitsu. And I thought, oh, man, I need to learn more stuff because i got people kicking my ass. And I think that that's inverted now. It's not a question of there's no information. There's too much information. There's BJJ fanatics. There is Jiu Jitsu X. Like YouTube, every, YouTube. Everyone's got a streaming service. I think one of the hardest things for anybody is when you first start Jiu Jitsu. How do you choose? What do you, what do you do? So for you, Joe, when you first started Jiu Jitsu, would you say your what was your number one source of info? Coach, coach, hundred, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever he's telling me to do, that's what I'm doing. You're in there. And I think this has probably suited you in a lot of ways to just rock up and and do the thing, right? Yeah, you know, my style was just show up and do whatever whatever everyone's doing. And I, it worked for me. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly. But I would say that the thing I keep coming back wasn't to. wasn't a fast track. Your, but your level of success early or just in general, it, from from minimal instruction and like – just you being like i'm just gonna strangle motherfuckers well you i got this. a couple of cheeky taps on day one that i know nice. but but i'm saying that like your general inclination to want to stand and bang as we say it was there yeah, so yeah a lot of people are on the other side of that of course not being joe worthington they don't have that dog and i'm like joey worthington god <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're being victims to triple one till <laughs> i die bro i grew up on these streets <laughs> Right pack for life. Yeah, no, yeah. So for whatever, right? You know, it it worked out okay for me. But the yeah, I was a very low information guy. Sure, I didn't get together with friends and drill. I didn't break down my game. I didn't look at holes. Sure, and you know, I've spoken about in other apps how this bit me on the ass heaps of times throughout my jiu-jitsu career. Sure, but what you know, this simplified approach whereby I just show up and do whatever we're doing that worked for me. Now. I remember, you know, there was there was the game was a lot simpler back then, wasn't it? It was. It was pretty much close guard and half guard. Yeah. That was that was it. Yeah. And so in that way, even if it was like, hey, today we're looking at a you know, three, this is how it used to be. Today we're looking at three different kimura variations from close guard. Yeah. Today we're looking at three different sweeps from close guard. Yeah. Now, the idea of teaching three kind of variations of the same technique now is a little bit silly. Sure. Because it's like, well, you only need one. Let's just do one and let's look at maybe how to get there or what that pairs with perhaps. Yeah. But what was was something that the simplified nature of it was all from close guard? Yeah. That kind of worked in a way. It was more accessible. Yeah, cool, because it was just one guard I was working all the time. Yeah. Whereas these days you can be like, hey, guys, today we're working at this K guard entry. Hey, guys, today I want to do a thing from the saddle. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're looking at um, how to get to well, inversions to back control. Yeah. You know, like there's so much going on now. It's huge. And so if the coach takes that kind of idea of, I think of like the hopper, which is the early CrossFit <laughs> games, they had this, like, you know, when you do a, um, a raffle or something. Or like a bingo. Yeah, they <laughs> put all the, the they put them. all the tickets into the thing and spin then they spin it, it pick one out. <laughs> That's what a lot of coaches do with training. Like, what are we going to do tonight? Oh, I can teach you this. This looks cool. Oh, yeah. so it's on Instagram. Let's do that. I think that that is, a these days, is a really inefficient way for someone to learn, especially given the amount of techniques there are. Definitely. And I think the other challenge is when you first get started in jiu-jitsu is, it, okay, if we can compare this or analogize this to the gym. You could go in the gym. There's all these machines. Some people are doing CrossFit shit. Some people are doing sumo deadlifts. Like, what the f- – how the fuck do you just do this thing? Like, how can you find what works for you? Yeah. You know, and that's why a lot of people have personal trainers. That's why personal training is such a big industry because people want guidance. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the hardest things is your coach might be very different to you, even though they might be an awesome coach. They might be like, just do what I do, do my game. But their game might not suit you, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, like that, that, or they might just be, Pulling shit out of thin air. Sure. But I think a lot more gyms have syllabuses now. I think – You would hope so. I, I mean there's plenty of new gyms who are just like very um, – I mean I, I do it as a coach. I do it as a PT sometimes. If I haven't if – if I've am if i got a session with a client yeah. and I'm like, oh, i got to go downstairs and work with Peter in a few minutes and I haven't at some point prior to this moment yeah. sat and considered sure. what is the plan for him in the next three months in the training – what are we doing week to week? What yeah. does each session look like? Then I can get down there and instead of having the confidence to go, hey, man, we're working on the same shit we worked on last week. Yes. And we're going up by 5% on everything. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and and because I'm committed to this process that I've laid out, mm. if I haven't done that, then I'm like, oh, what fun shit can I teach Peter yeah, today? Yeah, sure, hey, yeah. let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And that's the lucky dip. Yeah, and there's value in that. But I think the difference between, say, training <laughs> to get stronger <laughs> or fitter or anything like that he could still get stronger and fitter off that session and would enjoy the variety you know what i mean even yeah, though YouTube could still get better too nah, but it's slower on both fronts no no i actually don't think that's true i think you could come into the gym lifting and get stronger just doing something different like if you're like oh we're going to do walking lunges today and he hasn't done it, you'd be like oh my god my glutes my back you know like the the, the new stimulus will uh, do something to the body whereas a new stimulus in jiu can just confuse a motherfucker <laughs> it's like oh you don't know how to do a sweep here's a beer yeah well what oh i've just herniated this in my neck do you know what i mean like i think there's so many more variables to the jiu-jitsu piece that it can just get confusing and, and that can put people off because people are just you know you, you don't make progress in something you're like fuck this yeah. You know, like it's, it gets to the point you just, where you yeah, you feel like you shit at it. Yeah. And, and actually, that's it. We need to try and pair it back so it's like a little bit more accessible for people, I, I feel. Yeah. And so, this is what I'd say, which is, I feel it's a slightly different take on your analogy there. Even if it were the case that you had Peter coming in and then you were freestyled a session, if we were to put this more to a jiu jitsu context, what if Peter came in and said, oh man, I, I fucked my ankle. Uh, playing friendly soccer game in the park, and you're like, "We're doing hopping today." Do you know what I mean? I feel that that's where it can be different. Whereas you, as a trainer, like, "Oh, your ankle's bad. Okay, we won't work on that." Yeah. Whereas a jujitsu coach is like, "Nah, everyone's doing this. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, just uh, do some shrimps on the side, or you know what I mean." You kind of get left out. The coach isn't necessarily going to tailor the class to you as an individual. No, not necessarily. Right? Yeah. It's so- a group. It's a group format. You kind of. The expectation is you fit in with what everyone's doing. Whatever's going on. So, I mean, my advice that I give to people who are not my students, but they're my friends in jiu-jitsu and they're like, I train here and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know your coach. They're a nice person, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, but I'm not learning with this. I don't get this thing. I'm like, okay, cool. My personal advice to anyone, whether they're early in the journey or not, if you're working on something or you're trying to think, oh, what the fuck do I work on? Choose one guard or one sweep, one idea or position, focus on that from the bottom, and then also choose one takedown or one pass. Because you will spend time in either position. You are going to spend some time on your back, and you're going to spend some time on top. Top game, bottom game, et cetera. I guess what I like to do is just go, okay, what are you doing? What guard do you play at the moment? You know, they might be like, oh, I play close guard or I play half guard. Cool. Have you done butterfly guard? No, I haven't. Okay, well, that's not a far stretch from what you do now. Mm. Whereas if someone's like, yeah, I already do a bunch of guards, blah, blah. about like, all right, cool, let's just pair it back. It's like, what's your lasso, like, lasso game like? Do, are you good at that? Are you not good at that? Do you have any idea about that? It's actually a really easy way for you to keep your guard. Practice the shit out of this. Same deal. Like if you've got somebody who's got a rugby background, you're like, have you ever been taught how to properly do a double leg? It's like, no. Do you actually know how to set up? Snap, blah, blah. No? Okay, well, let's just work on that and just drill the hell out of that. Because, uh, So, for example, my friend Walter um, from East Van BJJ or Alliance um, Vancouver, his brother taught him two takedowns when he was a kid. It was a snap down and an ankle pick mm. because they go together. Yeah. And he just drilled, him and his cousin just beat the shit out of each other with these two takedowns. And he got into a fight in school and he snapped the kid down Kid smashed his face on the ground. Kid got back up. Ankle picked him. And then just, <laughs> just bulldogged him. And he said the kid was way bigger than him. But kid just didn't know how to wrestle. Bulldogged him. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means in I Canada. Bulldogged the shit out of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote, unquote. <laughs> no, it was just intrusive. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just fucking all over him. Just drooling and yeah. trying to bite him with ineffective underbite. Um, I don't know. So... That really yeah. – and then he taught that to me when I trained with him. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm going to show you a snap down. I'm going to show you an ankle pick because yeah. I didn't really know how to wrestle. Like, as a, as I a still use belt. my my one takedown that I learned as a white belt. Right. Sacrifice throw, yeah. I only knew how to do an armbar as a white belt. But fuck, I got good at armbars. Yeah. I could do them from anywhere because it's all I had. I was trying to invent ways to get armbars. But it's interesting that the imposing that limit, whether you've artificially imposed it or you just don't know any better, you actually get – really good at that thing and to this day armbar is still my highest percentage finish even as a black belt Mm, yeah same for me it's been there forever yeah like it was yeah it was my thing on day one and still is yeah what about uh what about building a defensive game on your point here what about you know just focusing on defenses where does that sit with your recommendation survival is definitely a thing but i feel that that is uh, i shouldn't say it's inherent But when you spend time getting beat up, (laughs) it's, you know, people passing your guard and getting on mount and things like this. What I've noticed is a lot of coaches are not going to grade you to blue belt if you can't escape mount or you can't get out of the back or, you know, it kind of works itself out over time that you do have to get better at those skills. And ultimately, if your coach is observing that everyone's getting stuck under mount and not getting out, they will teach you that skill. Hopefully. over time yeah. hopefully and that, look if you're struggling mm. with a certain escape or whatever like that you do have to put some time on it but in terms of focusing on what to learn you could just focus on escapes as a whole you could be like right i'm just going to put myself in bad position get out of that yeah so for me for a long time that was side control right I was like, right i'm just going to start in side control and then a while back it was just back escapes so when when we would go to you know kind of free training and they're like start from whatever position you want i'd say to my partner Get on my back. i got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, And just doing that time after time, you feel way calmer there. Yeah, And then that just becomes a piece of your armor. Because you, you said you were working on some back attack stuff for a while, right? I was working on back attack stuff probably earlier this year, which was really good. And I'm still kind of – it's there in my mind as like when I get to the position, I go – I'm trying to like – I'm trying to drill it yeah versus just try and sub them from the back yeah. but I, I mean but bringing that attention to that one thing you would say it's yeah what what, I've, what I but what more recently I brought my attention to my defenses to guard ah, retention okay and and this is really this has been quite paradigm shifting for me as a I'd say as an old school jiu-jitsu guy right like sure. my jiu-jitsu like the, the foundation of my jiu-jitsu is old school you know we used to have this thing where it's like if your guard gets passed you fucked up like it's like that's it like, the old-school jiu-jitsu is, like, yeah. they never. will never pass your guard. Yeah, it's Shanji. Right? Yeah, but yeah. then you watch, like, you watch the current Nogi game, and it's like, yeah, pass my guard. I'm just going to keep, like, watch Locky Cade. Sure. Right? I'm just going to keep framing on this shit. We'll go back. You know, maybe you're at North-South for a little bit, but you don't have control. Maybe I'll go on my side. You're going, like, it's but this... I guess, technically, at that point, Locky's not passed. Well, they're no, passed that's that's legs, what I mean. They've, the... Yeah, they've, they've kind of gotten around the legs, but they haven't broken into... Right? Sure, they haven't closed that space. So as my kind of mentality on it for a long time was like, oh, they've gotten around the legs. Oh, side control. Give up. Yeah, you know? And we yeah. we know that feeling or you, you you feel it when someone else does Back. it. Yeah. Whereas these days it's like you got around the legs, but I'm just – I'm framing on that shit. You can't get inside. Yeah, yeah. And so I've actually been working on that with Paul over at Gracie in Balmain. And it's actually really changed my view of things because okay. I'm like – it ain't over. Yeah, what I thought was being in a bad position is like, no, just keep defending from keep there. Keep working, keep working. And, and I've realized, wow, I've actually got a lot of gaps in my defensive game. Sure. And so the more I defend. Because you're so offensive, John. Right? The harder they work to try and make something happen, and then they expose themselves. Yeah, and then you yeah. like get under them. Or do so, you work. know, in, in my kind of thinking, I'm like, man, imagine if I knew this shit back on day one. But mm. I'm also aware that it, it doesn't necessarily work like that. And I think that one of the challenges with jiu-jitsu is that, A lot of us, a lot of the coaches out there rather are trying to come up with the system. How do I take a brand new person and like the most, the shortest path to greatness? Sure. And there's, as we know there's a lot of different approaches right? So we don't, we haven't arrived at it yet. No. And potentially we never get there. No. But of course you have to venture to do so. Sure. And the game's evolving. I think this is why it is still such an elusive thing. The black belt's elusive and it's the reason why Jiu-Jitsu has grown is because the information set has grown. So if you don't want to play that top game, takedown, smash, well, that just doesn't suit you. You don't have to. Yeah, yeah. If you want to just, you know, if you want to pull guard, you can. If you want to do flying submissions, you can. I guess what we're really lucky, it's a blessing and a curse in the sense that we can do judo moves in Jiu-Jitsu, we can do wrestling moves in Jiu-Jitsu. The same cannot be said for those other arts. You can't do jiu-jitsu in wrestling. They'll DQ you. I yeah. don't know if you've seen clips of dudes like choking dudes and they're like, no, you, we don't do that here. Like, yeah. Stop. Same thing in judo. You can't double leg. I was bulldogging him ref. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's one of those things that because we, ha- we have the paradigm of choice. We have so much choice, it's hard for us to choose. Yeah. If you can, and it is hard because we're talking about the discipline piece, right? Especially when you start something new. You're not disciplined. You just, I'm just getting it. I'll do anything, you know. Yeah, but to choose to decide, which means decisive, like to cut. All right, fucking Latin teacher. Yeah, fucking host. Welcome. Just call me um, Plato Veritas. Plato. (laughs) (laughs) You know when you see a primary school and they got the name of the school and they got some shit in Latin? JT wrote those. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) all of them. (laughs) I invented primary school. For many people, it's true, and this is why they actually do it in. um, in supermarkets to overwhelm you so your decision making is worse they give you too many choices you don't know how to choose generally you choose what's on the end cap right so they manipulate your buying choice by being like okay you, there's too much there's 27 types of toothpaste but this one's on special you're like all right, fuck, all right i'll get that yeah they manipulate you in that way the thing about jujitsu is this is a trend that everybody is buying instructionals but no one's watching them you know I mean, yeah. you're like, oh, Danaher's the best. And then you realize he's a boring psychopath. And you're like, I can't relate to this shit. Ha, I can only listen to Danaher for 10 minutes before I fucking want to shoot myself. So then you've just spent, I don't know, $180. And you're like, fuck, this information is not helping me. I think you need to choose. Pick one thing. And I'm sure doesn't matter who your coach is. They'll be able to help you with a simple thing like, I really want to work on this sweep. I really want to work on this takedown. And any coach who has a student coming to them saying, please help me, I want to get better at this, I'm sure they'll help. And how long would you suggest someone sort of continues on with that path? Three months. Three months. Three months. Just focus on one thing. <laughs> Which isn't really a long time in, at all long. in the scheme of things. 12 I weeks. I think they – Write that down, guys. This is some – maybe it's some mythology. But uh, they said that uh, at Alliance, Alliance Mythology, that Cobrina, when he would learn a new technique – he would do it 200 times before he would move on. Right. He had to do it 200 times. He felt like within doing the technique 200 times, he was pretty good. I mean, obviously he's… 200 reps. 200 reps. And and I think what's interesting is even if you practice something f- for 30 or 50 reps, you start to go, oh, no, I'm, I'm getting this. Yeah, yeah, it makes more sense. It's good to have feedback though. It's good to have somebody <clears throat> giving you some help. Yeah. Think about this, like with the reps thing, we all know that it like… 200 reps kind of sounds like a lot, right? But it's not really, right? We think about it like, you know, whatever. Was it Malcolm Gladwell said that 10,000 reps or 10,000 hours? 10,000 hours. Is kind of the thing to be exceptional at something or whatever. Think about it in a class context. Let's say coach is like, hey, guys, today we're doing this Kimura entry. Yeah. To go back to that from close guard. Creative. (laughs) And uh, you get three minutes to drill it and then your partner gets three minutes. And let's say – You start drilling it. You do one rep. You do your second rep and you made a mistake. Coach is looking at you. Hey, stop, stop. You gotta sit up further. You gotta, you gotta get chest to chest on them before you bring that top arm over. See? Let me show you. So then Mm. the coach does and shows you. So that's already 60, 90 seconds of the three minute round gone. Okay, got it? Cool. Off you go. There's now seventy five seconds left. Hardly. You get three reps. That's it. Right? You just got two shit reps and then three pretty shit reps. Right. (laughs) But you learn something, right? Sure. And then your partner does it and they benefit maybe from from the coach's instruction or whatever. And then the coach is like, "Okay, now let's have a look at an armbar from the closed guard instead." Yeah. So now you've moved on to an entirely new technique. Yeah. So in that in that night, in that class you've done three techniques and you've practiced each of them at minimum five times, at best 10, 12 if maybe, that. right? Man, that's a far shot from like ever actually knowing much about those techniques, isn't it? Yeah. You come in the next night and today we're doing back escapes. Something different. Completely unrelated. And mm. so it's a part of the game. You know, I still got no problem personally when I go to a class and we're working on something that's kind of outside of what I actually want to work on. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is great. Like I'm, I'm expanding my knowledge a little bit. Mm. But when we get into the specific stuff or the, the roles, that's where I'm going to work what I want to work on. Yeah. But I think it's just an important thing to recognize because if you're new and you're like, man, I'm finding this shit so hard to learn. Of course, you only did five reps. Mm. Like, you know, five reps this month. That technique yeah. might not come around again for, for four months. Yeah, and you've, it's, it's gone out your brain. Yeah, so I think like, you know, whatever. Coaches, there's an onus on them, but students, like you're the student, you're listening. This is All you can control is your thing. Yeah. You know, how you apply yourself. If there's something you want to learn, you got to actually make the time to practice it more. That, that's spot on. I was just it came to. I was like, it's like when you go to a party and you don't know everyone there, and they introduce you to people. You are like, oh, this is so and so. You are like, oh, hey, shake hands. Oh, how do you know so and so? Yeah, that's cool. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll chat later. N- never see them again. You are. Like, fuck what was so-and-so's name yeah and then you meet another person oh this person and you're like oh and then like the more people you meet the more names you fucking forget whereas for example if you post up with your friend and your friend's like oh this is my best mate from this thing and you get chatting and oh what business do you do and you spend some time with them before you know it you've You've chatted for two hours. You're like, "Fuck, we really get on. We should be friends." Yeah, like you, you know, want to practice some kumuros with me. Yeah, man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's cool. Oh, you train. Oh, you train. Yeah. Before you know it, you're on the fucking floor. You are fucking rolling. People are like fight, fight. You know, it's no, it's just drilling, guys. Relax. So I think it's spending some time with a technique makes a huge difference. But the hardest thing is choosing. Yeah, I generally would say go to your uh, natural tendency. You know, if you already have half an idea around a technique or a sweep, go to that. Like, I think it's very worthwhile to go to your strengths. Of course, within jiu-jitsu, you need to practice the deficiencies, the escapes, all of that. But to go so far outside your existing skill set or your kind of natural physicality base is very challenging. Like, I'm not going to say to a very huge inflexible human, male or female – all right, we're just gonna play guard, and we're yeah. just gonna invert. Like that's let's go, K guard entries, baby. That's gonna, it's gonna be room. You know, lucky Giles, that's what's up. Let's go. <laughs> He's exactly <laughs> your body type. Um, you yeah. know, and, and so yeah, I think choosing is hard, and then going going towards something which suits you is is the way to go. Yeah, I like that. I think really good coaches will will naturally find a way to weave together the stuff they're teaching you, and that and I think that. It depends. depends on how many students are there and how the gyms run and all that. So, But I think a good coach can, can weave it together and can customize what we're working on in this class for, hey, new guy, just, just drill more of this part of it. Hey, you guys, okay, I want you to add the next layer. Like I think a good coach yeah. can do that. But also I'm, I guess I'm trying to maybe create a bit of slack for like, if you're at a gym, it's super busy and your coach isn't able to do that just yet, don't, don't feel bad about it. No, I'm not. I'm it's, not a, it's a tall ask, right? I'm not coach blaming here because yeah. I know what it's like to be the coach, have 20 students and not be able to accommodate everyone. Yeah. You know, and generally you gravitate towards the people who are getting it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, they get it. The rest of you- This is easy for me. Fodder, yeah. get out. I mean, no, you know, you're not going to have any students. No, I, because I've been in the position of doing the one-on-one thing and seen people get better there and also been in a class and seen people get better in a class but really the onus is on you on you the individual you must take ownership of this and going to reddit and getting another bjj fanatics instructional is not going to fix the fucking problem honestly choose one thing whether it's a submission a sweep a takedown and just find ways to engender that into the class now this is an interesting thing can't say gender anymore sorry find ways to implement like it it. into the class yeah my okay. god however you associate identify um now here's the thing for people out there like people like yo i don't like drilling here's an interesting thing neither yeah exactly right i'm partial i like a bit of the old drill you no know i mean uh in it mandem no i think one of the important things to realize is like so a guy like lucas leprey never drilled right considered to be one of the the goats uh of the previous generation he would drill in roles. he would pick a pass but the thing is he's so good he could do that to anyone. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to hit a knee cut pass on everyone. Yeah, And it was brutal to watch because everyone kind of knew what he was working on because you go, oh, shit, he's doing the knee cut pass relentlessly against this guy, letting them regard, knee cut. And and then he just basically spent the whole class in the uh, sparring or the rolling section just doing the, the one technique over and over again. Right. Because he had the ability to control the roll, I guess. Yeah. Most people when you're rolling, it's just on for young and old type thing. So for those of you who are like, ah, oh, I don't drill. If you don't drill, that's fine. You've got to find a way to uh, implement it into your rolling. That's what I'd say. Yeah, it's a good one. You know, yeah, that's something that, you know, like the ability to do that comes way down the track, doesn't yeah, it? You know, if even. Yeah, But um, I think a real simple thing you can do is like five minutes at the end of class, class is finished, distractions are off. Hey, can I just hit? Fifteen reps of this on you—is that drilling, Joe? Are you talking about drilling? It is. It is. And I never fucking did that. Let me be clear—you <laughs> won't see Joey doing that shit. <laughs> but my advice would be: I'm gonna go get an acai. <laughs> but, but no. But you know, that's a really good way. It's like, all right, let me just tack this onto the end of class because I'm not going to make the time. And it's it's nice because you've gone through all the thing. You've and it, I, I think it's kind of like a revision at that point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the the primacy and uh, latency, beginning and end. We got uh, we got some voicemails that have come through. Want to hit one? Hit it. I've oh, got Chris right here coming in.
0: Hello, guys. This is uh, Christopher from Switzerland speaking. First of all, thank you very much for all the content. Uh, really, really helped me along, along the journey. been doing the strength and mobility very regularly. I find it very, very useful. So thanks a lot. I have one one question. And um, so I've been lifting for 15 years now. I've been doing chits for, for four years almost. Uh, very, very uh, constantly, very regularly going to training. Also started wrestling now, uh, half a year ago. And um, so my question is: I've never been really injured. Uh, I have had some time off due to holiday or I don't know, like some other other things happening. But uh, now I have a bruised rib from wrestling, and um, it's almost uh, f- four weeks now that I've not been able to train. Uh, I've done mobility. I've done um, a strength training. Besides, but um, I just cannot get back to the training. So I I tried to go um, already two times. Uh, needed to needed to finish early uh, during the training session because I still I still a lot of pain in the rib. And yeah, so maybe could you recommend to me some things I could do? Uh, I know you're not a fan of solo drills, but maybe yeah, just. Just give me that shit feeling back. Thank you very much and greetings from Switzerland.
1: Oh, shout out. Chris, what a legend. Thanks for, thanks for calling in. By the way, if you want to leave one of those, just go to our webpage and hit the podcast tab. You can leave us a voicemail. Ribs. So we did the whole rib injury we did episode, episode did So maybe catch that. We can put a link to that just to refresh if you haven't listened to that episode. Look, I've bruised ribs and I've also cracked broken ribs. Bruised ribs are actually more painful, but they don't last quite as long. as as actual uh, break to the ribs here's the deal doing more is not going to help you (laughs) you can talk solo drills you get get that jits feeling back you have the jits feeling right now which is bruised ribs bro (laughs) that's that's jits you're feeling it all day every time you breathe cough or go to the bathroom whatever it might be the hardest thing about ribs is the time it always takes so much longer and physicians won't help you You know, there's no good answer because you're constantly – because you breathe and your ribs are constantly expanding and contracting. At no point do they ever just chill. Yeah. So the amount of irritation to the connective tissue, the bone, whatever it might be, it's like a two, three-month saga. Like you can't be like, I've never taken time off and now I've had a month off and I'm going crazy. Get on board with that because it's going to be – I'll put it out there and say you still have another four to six weeks to go. And every if, time if you, you go don't, back, go back to training early and just re-aggravate it. Make it worse. Yeah, because yeah. every time you do that, you just start back at square one. It's very tough. Yeah. Essentially, though, you, you, and, and you're, this is what we put in that episode, all about is, but you've got to use the gym as a way to progressively simulate what's going to happen in jiu-jitsu. Certain stress. So you're starting off with basic stuff and then you're working on some more dynamic stuff and then you're finishing, like, over the weeks and then you're kind of getting towards some, like, really dynamic rotational flexion-extension-based stuff. And when you can do that pain free, you're like, okay, I can go back to jits now. Yeah, but for sometimes with the bruised ribs, it's a contact thing. Similar to like if you bruise your shins, uh, yeah, if you cop a hit there, yeah, whether you've done muay thai or soccer, shin clash, Ooh, yeah. Now you can just feel. We that got those shin pads, son. Oh, no problem. Feel that for months, like you know, an NFL player like out there. Bone bruise. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, those those bone bruises are like really painful. It's it's pretty brutal. So I, I yeah, definitely what you were saying, Joe, about gradually building up your tolerance to using the muscles around there but if it's still sensitive to touch like if you can't even just take that you're not going to take a side control no. you're not going to take a random like rib kick from a from a white belt <laughs> you know because that's what can happen so the hardest thing about this man is the patience is that, and that's what injury is teaching you you know injuries come in to go you haven't had time off before well now you have and look thankfully it doesn't require surgery but man you just got to take that time part of the process Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.